Hello everyone, this is Dave Dini. One second. No, I'm still talking, I don't care about that picture. Okay. <laughs> that picture, this is Dave Dini, even though you're looking at a phone. And uh, this is podcast number something, but I think it's two. And the um, importance for me of, of doing this, and if I've already said it, I'll say it again. I believe that there's a message that I have that's important for me to get it out. I want to, I'm, going to, I'm writing the process of writing a book, and there's topics that come up every single day that I help my family with, I help my team with at work, and I know there's somebody out there that might need a little encouragement or a wake-up call or a reminder, so it's my opportunity to get a message out. Now, I'm sitting here, and I have Dom to my left and Ivan here on the camera, and I'm not sure where to look, so this is new for me. So I'm going to look in the camera once in a while, but if I'm looking over here to my left, it's because I'm looking at Dom. Ivan, you got a picture for Dom? There he is. <clears throat> Ivan, you want to put your face in there so people know who Ivan is? Let's see if this works. Oh, nice. Hey, guys. There's nice. Ivan. Nice. <laughs> so, obviously, the, the, the big topic that's happening right now in our world is the panic of the pandemic of corona coronavirus covid-19 and i don't know anything about it i don't know i don't know anything like anybody else knows i looked looked up last night i reviewed a little bit that i could find on china how long it lasted it said the first case was identified in november and then there was a concentration of cases from that same, I don't know if it was a province or a city, Hubei or something like that, where... Wuhan. Wu, no, Wuhan is the subset of H-U and something city. Okay. So, in that, the end of December, around the 29th, there was a handful or something, and that was like the first where they really stamped it and said, okay, we've got a problem. And then started the uh, the melee and all the people, you know. And over the, just the last few days, they've had none. Mm -hmm. Which is, if it could continue, I don't know what the number was, but they said as long as there's no more, in, uh, is it instances? No more instances in the next X amount of days. And I forget what they said it was. Maybe 90? Then they could say that the pandemic is cleared. Because there could be a second wave. And they're talking about the second wave because they know there's no government that could sustain supporting all its people the way we're doing it now, which is uh, social distancing and hiding, you know, and then supporting your people. So anyway, there's a fear. Uh, no one knows. There's, the unknown is the worst enemy that there is, in my opinion, because the unknown... Leaves you with this feeling like you're not really doing anything to fight the fight. And then that reminded me about goals. And it reminded me about when you're learning something for the first time. Or you're trying to make your life happen. Man, life's tough. And as a guy 56 years old, I had no idea what I wanted to do. How I was going to make it. And there have been chapters of my life which I'm going to go over from time to time. I mean, you mentioned... You know, going back through hardships and things like that, you know. I can do that little by little, and I will. 
But I think for right now, speaking to younger people, you have a dream in your head about the life that you want. And then there's coronavirus. Or then there's no jobs because the economy, back in 08, when kids were just getting out of school, there wasn't going to be any jobs for them. 01, we were we had the, the fear of, you know, ISIS and terrorists and, of course, the 911 attacks. So as a young person entering the marketplace or wanting to become something someday, right now you have no idea how to connect the dots of what you're dreaming of and what you want to be with today. And the fear is... Well, I'm taking these steps into the unknown and people are telling me I should do this, 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 and this, and I'll get there, but there's no, I can't feel it. I can't touch it. So how do I know that's going to work? How do we know doing what we're doing right now is going to work to fight Corona? And I guess my answer to any of that is we don't know. You don't know. But here's what we do know. If we don't do something, if you don't take these precautions or these steps or these measures, you're not going to get anywhere. It's not going to magically happen. You got to try something. Is that fair? Guys? Yeah. You got to start somewhere and believe in something and you have to do it. I know that the Nike has already got the patent on just do it. And Grant Cardone's been using just show up. But to me, you know, you've got to be active. You've got to get active. You've got to be willing to give all of you every day the best version of yourself, whatever that might be. You have to have an attack plan on that particular day. Don't worry about if that attack plan or what you're doing doesn't measure up in your mind as equaling millions of dollars that you want to have this great, wonderful financial life. You just have to have faith that these things that you're doing are above average. They're not things that people on the average are doing every day. Get up early. Listen to something motivational. Work out. Make sure you go to work and you get there early. Learn more about your craft outside of the job. Get better outside of the job. What steps can you take that people before you that are successful are taking? And have some faith in those things. You don't have to just make it up. And I think that's what, you know, our government's doing too. They're saying, hey, all right, well, China went through it first, and here's what they did to start relieving the pandemic or the occurrences, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important for the younger people then to, to say, hey, believe in something right now, and that something should be something you can work on daily and have faith that more answers will come to you and dots will start to align because you're working your butt off to get better the best way you know how with the tools that are in front of you right now today. I think it's a little bit of living in, living in the present moment, right? Controlling what you can control. Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't know, Dom, except for what you've, been, you've learned that if you eat this piece of hay and you eat that little bit of grass 
you know, I'm basically making fun of diets that we have to go through to yeah. get to where we want to look or how we want to look. And, but bottom line is, nobody with a right mindset would eat some of the things I've been eating of late. But I want to look a certain way, so I have to have faith. I have to trust somebody, use that guidance, we'll use what worked for somebody else, apply it, and have faith, because the change isn't going to happen in day one. The changes of your life are going to happen over time. First workout, you don't work out for an hour or two. Woo! I'm in great shape now. And then you forget about it. It's a daily process. People don't feel like, when, especially when you're younger, that life works the same exact way, but it does. Everything you do today, and I think Dave, you hit on this all the time, everything you do today, your results and actions today, your actions today will be your future results. Yeah. So it's the same thing with working out. Me working out today is going to be what my future self will benefit from. Absolutely. And I think it's the problem that we always have is the immediate results, the immediate satisfaction that we look for. Exactly. Right. What we're doing today, actually what we're getting today in our lives has a lot to do with the thoughts we've been thinking leading up to this moment and the actions that we've been taking. To change anything in our lives, and life can be great, by the way, but if you want it to get better, or I know you want to change, then you got to change your habits, change some of your thinking, change some of your actions, so that you have that chance to make the difference, to make that change. What time is it? Oh, good. About five minutes in. No, I just want to see, I see, I see workers coming in. I want to see whether they're on time or not. So what's, what's next? What else can what we What is the about? kind of mentality, Dave, that someone should have during tough times like this? I mean, you understand the crowd mentality. Everyone's thinking panic. Everyone is thinking, we're going to run left. We're going to make sure we're doing this. What is the kind of mentality that you want to have right now? What kind of mentality do you want your people to have right now? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know where I just heard that about running left thing. I don't know if we talked about that the other day. Uh, what Dominic's referring to when he says run left or if everybody's running left, run right. I've been that kind of person in my life. Uh, it was from one of our meetings, Dom. I don't know if you meant to or if you referenced that. If everybody's going one way, I'm going the other. It's just nature for me. Because I have a program that I run in my head that if I'm willing to do the things, and I just said this before, if I'm consistently willing to do the things the masses don't do, then I'm going to get better results in my life. But that doesn't mean if there's a fire in the building, remember this? Yeah. Day, and everybody's running right, and they, I got a guy, I got to make a quick decision. I'm figuring somebody knows something, I'm going that way too. I'm not going left just for the sake of going left. But what I'm referencing when I think about what the average people, I'm, I'm looking at things and I'm saying, come on, <coughs> going out for that smoke break can't be the thing to do that's going to make my success. Sitting there idly chatting in between phone calls about coronavirus when I have no idea about it can't do anything but harm Anybody that's sitting around those people um, and or if they're not working, sitting around commiserating about how bad things are 
it can make people feel better sometimes. I get it. But if you're in the middle of an action plan of getting something done that's positive, then there's no point in talking about those things right there unless they have a definite purpose. If the purpose is just to feel better for a moment by commiserating, I get it. But otherwise, get rid of it in your life. I was having a conversation last night with a friend driving home. And we would, I, I didn't want to talk about it all day, so I didn't. So I talked to this friend, and we started talking about stuff, about corona and about this and that. And I'm like, or about the emergency, what's going to happen if work closes. And then I realized, and I even said it to him, I'm like, what did we just accomplish, by the way? Nothing. Right. Did we get any closer to any decisions? Did we figure anything out? Did we think we were going to? So why? I go, nothing against you. That's a waste of my time. How are you? What's going on? Good. What are you doing tomorrow? Do you need to vent? No. All right, let's go. I'm going to go kill it tomorrow. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do all the things that I think are necessary to be the best version of me because of where I want to be at some point in the future. I'm constantly going. I love to be present, and I think it's very important to be grateful for where you are and for what's going on. But the future, man, it's, it excites me. It makes me want to, like, really get pump, like crazy pumped up because I, I'm always going for more. So You're chasing the, the future Dave Dini. Yeah. It's not where you are right now, but it's where you know you're going. Right. I'm grateful to be here 100%, and I'm proud of my accomplishments in my life. But I'm certainly not satisfied, and I'll never be. I think that the greatest gift that anybody could have is that gift of wanting to grow that someone bestowed upon them that it was possible, and you're constantly chasing it, but not through frustration. It's there's uh, I read this once in a book, someone's meaning of happiness, and I'm not sure who wrote it, but it said happiness is the movement towards meaningful goals with a sense of being able to accomplish them. Happiness is the movement towards meaningful goals with a sense of being able to accomplish them. That's all we're really after. The young people that I'm talking to right now or anybody else, you could be old, doesn't matter. If you have some goals and know that there's a good chance you can get them and you have a little bit of faith in a plan today that has some evidence to it, Supporting the fact that you can have it too. What could be better? Yeah. So that's what that is to me. So in this moment of uncertainty, you got to gain some certainty. And the only certainty we have is who's in our life right now? Who are we? What are our goals? And can I take some action today that moves me closer to becoming that person that I want to become? The rest I don't control. So I'm not going to worry about it. There was a saying I saw on a hospital wall once. I was going to visit my father when he was dying. But the saying was pretty appropriate. It just said, worry won't rob tomorrow of its sorrow. It'll only sap today of its strength. Basically meaning like tomorrow is going to happen no matter what you do about it today in regards to worry. So since my worrying isn't going to do anything for it, let me stop burning 
great energy that I can do something good today. And it's hard. I'm yeah. not saying, listen, think about what this coronavirus is doing to everybody. Yeah. I have anxieties. I have worries about it. I got to shut them down. I got to, like I said, I, I don't control those things. Right. And it's not easy. But there are techniques and there are functions, uh, processes, systems, techniques I, that I've been using my whole life that have helped me get present and have faith in the actions that I'm taking. And I will tell you, even with major pandemics, 80, 90% of what we tend to worry about never comes to pass. So you just wasted a lot of energy. Yeah. And even if it comes to pass, it's not going to make it any better or worse that you worried about. Let's talk, Dave, a little bit. Here we are in the, uh, doing our interview trail, but it's better. Yeah, you know, I, I, I figure. Well, let's talk a little bit about the power of the telephone, right? I mean, I know you've been selling via telephone yeah. forever now, right? For, yeah. for longer than I've probably been alive, for yeah. longer than I have been alive. Yeah. What, what, what is the power of the telephone? I know out there today specifically, we hear it all the time. Hey, calling is dead. No one picks up their phones. It's all about email marketing or texting or digital this, social that. And I know our strength here at Paramount and at Dave Dini is utilizing the telephone. What is the power of the telephone, especially during times like this? You know, communication is key, right? For all human beings. What I say, regardless of what I want, what my intent is, what you're interpreting by what I say is what I really said. What does that mean? If I say two plus two is four, and Dominic hears that I said two plus two is five, like something really profound, I would say, Dominic, I never said that. He goes, no, Dave, I heard you. Well, if that's what he heard, then that's what I said. So where was I going with that? Uh, communication. So. In our lives, communication is key, and most communication is nonverbal, right? It's, it's like 90% of all communication. 10% is verbal. Well, then what is written text? Does that fall into the verbal category? It's certainly not a physical communication. Right. So when people are talking about marketing... And they're talking about, you know, texting and emailing and direct mail. Since we're into the marketing plan right now, we just we just moved categories. Yeah. Because anybody didn't catch that big switch. Uh, but yeah, marketing. Um, telephone is in that small ten percent category. So it's all these other categories are huge, huge importance. But why is it, I think to myself, again, going with the herd mentality, mm -hmm. right? When most go left, I go right. Yeah. If most go left, what are they? what's the left in what we're talking about right now? It's marketing-wise. Yeah, digital, social media, emailing, texting, all different forms. Right. So right... It's the old school method. Would be face-to-face. -face yeah. And... Telephone, but in this category, face to face is very hard, and I think there's a step before it. You got to set it up. 
So part of that's the phone. And then the other part is they're selling by phone, selling something direct. So all this other stuff is great and you got to do it. And it's vital. But if that's all you do, if that's your reliance, you're not going to make it. Not to the heights that you want to get to. Remember, if you do what everybody does, you're going to get results just like everybody. If you want to be in the upper 5%, you got to take that extra 5 or 10% step that no one else is willing to take. And to me, that's the telephone. It's verbal communication over a phone. You can't see it. So there's some things you got to become an expert at. And reading people, you can't see them. So how do you do it? How do you become an expert at reading people if you can't see them? You got to listen. Right. Their words. People's words, how they use those words, inflections, tells you a lot about a person. And you've got to find a way to mirror and match like you would in, if you were just to mirror somebody's walk. and you know, you got to do that over the phone. I'm getting to a whole other category. But selling by phone or using the telephone as a marketing tool is the greatest, most powerful marketing tool that ever was, that ever was invented. Door-to-door -door is great. Door-to-door -door is difficult in this regard. I've got Corona, don't knock. I'm not knocking on that door because I got Corona, God forbid. Does it matter who's got Corona if you're using the telephone? So there's a lot of people out there that are right now recognizing what I'm saying, but just by that comment. Oh, Dave, easy to say that Telephone is the greatest marketing tool ever invented or still alive today or because of people not wanting to talk to people or face to face. No, I'm saying that it's always there. It's that extra piece that differentiates companies and individuals from being pretty good and being great is the telephone and being able to on the phone, sight unseen, move an idea, build rapport overcome obstacles, overcome challenges, keep them, keep them there, keep them present, have them imagine and draw pictures without using your hands like we're doing right here. And it can be taught. So I think did that, did I cover what we were just talking about though, as far as a marketing tool and telephone? I think you have a question. I think you have. And I think specifically, what do you see as, as we go more macro to micro, well, how do you see the power of the telephone being important within our industry? How do you see the power of the telephone being critical right now, given the current landscape in, say, the automotive industry? Uh, let's say your industry is auto. Okay. But you could apply this to investments. Your people need to hear from you right now. Look what the markets are doing. Right? Yeah. You could send them a nice email. But let me tell you something. When things are going south, I don't want to hear from an email. I want to hear from that person who's controlling my money. I want to hear it's going to be okay. And that you I want to hear their confidence in your voice. That's where I, uh, do you understand the difference? Yeah. If I'm looking looking at you one thing, I can read that. But a letter, an email, that's tougher. Anybody can hide behind that. I want to hear your voice. So if I can't see it, I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the auto industry has fallen down a bit. They have a broken model that they've been using to get their customers in. They've gone to digital. They've done the right thing. They've gone internet, gotten getting their leads, made a presence felt in the internet world. It's great. They have people manning their telephones for the people who are calling in. Most, not all, but most though, have lost the connection with their customers. Lost the ability to hunt, I think you mentioned. Yeah. They've lost the connection, most of them, because they have not stayed with the telephone. They got lazy. They got lazy. They used the email. They used the text. It's the, the weakest form of communication, but at least it's better than nothing. So use it. But what's happened is, in the auto industry, most of the salespeople are used to being fed. They just sit there like mama bird, not mama, sorry, like baby bird, just born, waiting for mama bird to bring a worm so they could eat. Oh, I'm a salesman. I'm a car salesman. What do you do? I just sit there and smoke cigarettes and I go on Facebook waiting for customers to come in. Well, what happens if, they, if people are afraid to come in because of Corona? I don't know. I got to get into a new line of work. No, you don't. This tool right here called the telephone was invented in part to fight Corona. Really? Yeah, just for that. <laughs> Get on the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are waiting, man. Look, our phones are still ringing. We're the BDC for dealerships. People are still shopping, but you can increase your traffic naturally to over to to circumvent some of the the craziness and fear. By talking to your customer. Yeah, yeah, we just got another one. <laughs> Bells are ringing. That wasn't another Corona stamped out. It was a, an appointment that we just set. What are some final thoughts, Dave, you want to leave our audience with, our, our, our listeners with? How do you go through these tough times? I know you've been there before. I know you've lived through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. 2010s and now we have what's going on right now what has been that thing that's helped you fight through some of the tough times a mentality a thought a tactic and how should our that's audience a good question, that's get good. through it now if this would help somebody else it's probably going to just pull everything i just talked about together into one snippet and here's the snippet how have some faith in some sort of an action plan of your life and Dig into it every single day and, and pat yourself on the back at the end of the day that you did those things. If you said you're going to dial that phone 50 times today, which is not much, then do it. If you're going to talk to 25 customers today, then do it. And if you're going to do all the things that we talked about, like digital marketing, emailing, texting, get all those things out. And make sure you know you're doing things that the average isn't doing. Make it a point to not talk about the elephant in the room, which is the coronavirus. Maybe that'll help people's attitudes. Maybe it'll help yours. But the biggest thing in my life, Dom, 
I can just I'll go give you a quick idea. I was playing baseball. I played a lot of sports growing up. It was like my identity at the time, right? How I was gaining my identity growing up as a kid. And I was playing baseball. And I didn't have a lot of confidence as a young guy for whatever reason. My pop wasn't around. So my household was a bunch of women that loved me, but they were all modesty, modesty, humility. Oh, don't be getting too ahead of yourself, you know, where I probably needed a little bit more of, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And be willing to work still. Anyway, I started doing things. I would hear someone getting an award the year before. Like, I'm a junior and they're a senior, or I'm a sophomore and they're a senior. Like, man, I want that applause. What is the award? What is? And then I just would do what I had to do every day and fight. And it was in my head. I'm not saying I always got the award, but I got a lot of those by doing that. In college, I'm playing baseball. And I'm a sophomore, and I don't, there's a lot of guys older. And I had just transferred from another college where I was playing. Well, I wasn't. I was red-shirted. But... I'm like, how am I going to play here? And then I remember watching this one guy who was all everything. The guy was amazing. His name is Harry Caruso. In case Harry's on LinkedIn or anything. Um, and Harry could hit, man. And I'm like, man, I want to. I'm good, but I want to be great. So I watched what Harry did. I broke that swing down. And we had hitting instructions and things like that, but not to that level. Our, you know, our... Well, that's another story. Anyway, so I watched him, and I, and I would start repeating it. And then I decided, if I work, if I outwork everybody, I got to get better than everybody. Now, I don't know if that's true in nature, but I said to myself, if I do, maybe I deserve to. And if I think I deserve to, then maybe it can happen. So I, 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 after, ba after baseball practice, there was extra hitting, and I made a determination I would stay one half hour later than the latest person would stay. Let me tell you this at all? Yeah. So if practice was over at 5.30, extra hitting was over at 6.30, there still might be two because somebody would have to help you, I would tell my buddy, hey, go, go jump in the shower. Let me clean up here. And I would take a half hour cleaning up. But I was still getting extra swings. I was doing whatever I had to do because I wanted to take that extra time. I missed buses, off-campus buses that were done. I didn't know how I was going to get home. I didn't worry about it. I had to do that. And I believed that somehow I would find a way. When I started working, it was the same thing. I'm sitting in a room of people, pounding the phones, selling. Wasn't always easy. There were some tough days. Why is it that I'm, I'm going to be successful and maybe they're not going to be as successful? Because I, I know the laws of nature and, right, there's the top, there's the middle, and there's the bottom. And I said, well, if it's not markets and if it's not gifts somebody gives you to call, then what is it? It's hard work. Let me apply the same principle I apply to baseball. Oh, by the way, I want to become a starter as a sophomore and I wanted to become a captain on my baseball team. You know, won some awards there too. I was MVP, whatever. I'm not saying to impress anybody. Just to impress upon you that you have to first have the thought, 
then you have to have the action plan that you believe in, and then you got to stick to it with faith. There was nothing else I had, and it worked. Well, it did. It was reassuring. But what was my other? Yeah. What was my other? I my other choice. So I applied it to work, and sure enough, step by oh, this is working too. I'm selling more than most now. I'm selling more than everybody. Now you know. So I think your confidence grows because you have a system that you believe in, and then you just take it through the rest of the places of your life. But it starts. Some place, I'm sorry, some point you're gonna make a decision. Did um did that answer what were we talking, what else were we talking about? That was great. Was it? Yeah. You, yeah, you had said what was the question though? What would you do right now? Yeah. Yeah. How do you navigate through tough times yeah. specifically, like these times? Yeah, just come up with an action plan and own it. Own process, that action plan. Right, stick to yeah. your process. hundred percent. And make sure that process is somewhat going against the grain. It's not what everybody else is doing. Some things you got to do, like everybody, and some things, I think most things, just do the things that the most aren't willing to do. Do the extra, and you're going to have what you want. Awesome. Well, that wraps up the second episode here. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Ivan.